Welcome to the History of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures in comic art and literature, the Batman. My name is Adam Silverstein. I'm your co-host today with London, and we are also joined for this special day by his shadowness, Shadow Adam. We don't ever know if he will say anything. He just kind of swoops in, although I have a feeling he may be speaking a lot more today. We are also joined by our producer and engineer, Mason Booker. He has a lot to say on this particular topic, and this week's topic is Batman's love interests. It's going to get a little romantic in this room, and I think it's going to be exciting. So, We, again, are brought to you by ComicsFix.com, a digital comics platform that allows you to read comic books on your phone, tablet, and computer. We are also sponsored by, of course, the wonderful Meltdown Comics and Collectibles here in California, Hollywood, California, to be precise. London, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Mason? (laughs) I'm I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. And Shadow Adam, how are you? I'm doing great. Okay, so London, let's get exactly what we're talking about this week down so we can all be on the same page. Well, this week we're going to talk more about Bruce Wayne than Batman and his romantic relationships over the past 76 years. We always discuss the adventures that he has with the Cape Crusader and fighting crime and bringing justice, but he also has a romantic side and it looks more into his personal life because he is human just like all of us and he has fallen in love many times over the past decades and it's interesting to look at his romantic history and see who he's dated, and pretty much what happens to these relationships and why they either succeed or fail. And in the grand scheme of things, we see him having to choose either his heart or the cape and the cowl, and that's what we'll be discussing today. That is pretty cool because I don't think people necessarily realize that this guy has time to actually date anyone. (laughs) Exactly. But he does have to keep up appearances as Bruce Wayne, which you see a few times in the comics. It's not so heavily looked at or discussed, but within that period of time, he has to keep appearances that he's just a playboy billionaire, and a lot of times that'll involve him going on dates or bringing dates to social events or charity balls, and these are the women we'll pretty much be discussing. Right, so <laughs> Bat or Bruce Wayne is clearly... For those who don't know, and I can't imagine that there's many that don't. I mean, this guy is a multi-billionaire. I mean, he is the richest man in Gotham. Yes. Okay. And obviously, (laughs) he is officially a single man in Gotham. Is that correct? Yes. He is the eligible bachelor of Gotham City, definitely. So he has many opportunities (laughs) to date many women. Yes. And... Let me ask you this. Is this episode strictly women that Bruce Wayne has dated, or are we going to get into women that maybe Batman has had romantic relations with? We will definitely look at both Bruce Wayne and Batman, because there are, 
a handful of relationships that are important when he's wearing the cowl and it kind of gives him a moment of trying to decide whether or not he wants to expose his secret identity to this person. So it's definitely interesting to look at both Bruce Wayne and Batman's love life. And now at certain times in our podcast history, you've given a top 10, you know, a, a top two list, something where we've had a, a number is this do you have a, a set number of women that we will be discussing or are we just going to kind of flow well it's going to kind of flow i mean there isn't a large group it's pretty select it's under 10 but it's not as an exact number but we'll cover the more highlighted women that he's continually dated like it's not just one date we see them in one panel then we never see them again these are women that are reoccurring in several series and different issues that kind of play a certain prominent role whether or not they stay for long so it's definitely women who aren't just there for one comic okay are we also (laughs) going to be talking about the women in the other uh media that he's been in yes so if we're talking about say woman x she also may appear in a movie, a comic book, and an animated show. We're going to discuss that as well. Yes, definitely. We'll cover all media platforms. Okay. Well, then I would like to hear who we're talking about. Who is the first woman that we will be discussing? I feel like we should, by the way, do something like a, a pageant of some sort. <laughs> like, And from, you know, wherever, Miss... Batman 262. I don't know. But anyways. Well, so. who, who was his first uh, love interest? And then like we can we can riff off that because of what whatever issue she first appeared in. Well, we are talking about Julie Madison, who first appeared in 1939, Detective Comics 31, in Batman versus the Masked Monk. And so there she is. <laughs> Julie Madison, right? <laughs> exactly. All right, good times. <laughs> and it's interesting that his first love interest is his fiance. It's not just someone he's dating or casually dating. He's pretty committed, as much committed as you can be. Wait, I thought I thought Batman was a confirmed bachelor from the beginning. Was he actually engaged yes. in in the very beginning, like in when the he... comics? Yeah. So in the in the first comic, Bruce Wayne was engaged. Well, in the first comic in Detective Comics twenty seven, we don't see any. We don't see Julie Madison until a few issues later, okay. but in in this series, the the Mad Monk, we see that she is she is titled his fiance. So I'm assuming that perhaps the writers, maybe Bill Finger, wanted him to have a fiance. And maybe they wanted him to be attached. And how many issues is this into the run? Well, she lasts from about. 10 issues or so. No, but I mean like when she was introduced. When she was introduced, this series is two. So second issue. Yeah, so it's like a few. Yeah, it's just a few issues in. So it's like he was in 27 and then he did a few issues where she's not in there at all. You know, he's doing different adventures, fighting different people like Dr. Death and things like that. And then, yeah, it's in 31, so about four issues. Then we are introduced to Julie Madison, yeah. Cool, because I've never heard of this woman at all. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting because even later, she's referenced really briefly as like almost an Easter egg of sorts in in modern comics. And 
I like her because out of all of the women that we'll talk about today, she is seen more as the one where he would be married to and have a family and very traditional standards of a romantic relationship. And you don't really see that with most of the others. So she was the first and she seems like the most traditional. Do, do you think that, I believe her name is Rachel from the Chris Nolan yes. movies. Is she based on Julie Madison? It's a possibility that if she could have been influenced by her, I would I I wouldn't be surprised if that were so. Interesting. Does Julie Madison have any other appearances in any other media besides the comics that you know of? Besides the comics, not really. She's not really mentioned in any of the animated series. She might have been an Easter egg in one of the video games in the Batman Arkham franchise. It's really small Easter egg, but nothing major like being engaged to Bruce or anything. So they're not married. No, they are not married. How did that end? <laughs> well, and it's funny because with the first few relationships we'll look at, it all kind of ends the same way. First in the first story, Batman versus the Mad Monk, she's rescued by Batman from this crazed, you know, maniac that they're they go to Paris and Hungary and he has to fight these werewolves and vampires and this very supernatural story and she doesn't realize that Bruce Wayne and Batman are one and the same and yet she is fascinated with what Batman does and what he stands for and issues go on and she's established as an aspiring actress and she is actually the main concern of the character Clayface who comes in Batman I mean Detective Comics 49 and it's the Basil Carlo the first Clayface and he is an actor on the stage and he tries to take her away and she's the victim of his schemes and so Batman has to come in and save her and she like I said she lasts about 10 issues and then um in the later issues like detective comics 50 51 she tells she helps batman and robin because at this point robin is involved and she helps them stop clayface once again but she decides that she doesn't want to be with bruce wayne because she thinks that pretty much he's boring and he's not living the life that his intellect and his money pretty much can bring and that she wants to be with someone more like Batman. So she never realizes that Batman and Bruce Wayne are one and the same. And Bruce can't say, hey, I'm Batman. You can love me too because I'm the same person because I believe he values more that identity of being the Dark Knight than his personal romantic relationship. But I mean, so essentially, he chose his work over. Yes. The, the, I, I think this is the the crux. Uh, <laughs> what 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 draws me to the the Batman romance interest is like work over personal relationships. Exactly. Uh, and like, will they? Won't they? But I don't understand. He could have revealed his yes. identity, but he, he just was like, never mind. I mean, he was engaged to this woman, right? Like, right. And that, well, of course, then again, it was like, what the forties. Right, and maybe the writers felt that it was more. PC to mm. for him to be in a serious relationship than just dating. I'm not really sure. But he broke it off without a Yeah, he and that was it. And then you don't see her really anymore. That's pretty hardcore, man. <laughs> like Bruce Wayne. I don't know. You're you're a player's player. Is it really is it really that hardcore when you think about that Batman just got done punching somebody? 
I mean hardcore in, in affairs of the heart. Oh. You know. She's kind of a shallow person, too. I mean, to taunt to his face, you're a boring person. I want to be with Batman. Yeah. I mean, he, she give, he kind of thinks to himself, oh, I don't want to be with a shallow person. There you go. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. Like, he, at, last, at last, the veil was revealed, and he was like, oh, so you're actually, like, this very superficial person who's, who can't see the real me. Exactly. I, don't, I don't even want to be with you. That's deep. That's decent. I'll take that. So that was his first love interest in, and I think this theme of him having to choose whether or not he wants to reveal his secret identity or just be Batman and focus on that, that's the biggest theme we'll see throughout all of the other women we'll discuss. And it's kind of interesting because like, like Mason said, he's pretty much choosing his work over his personal life. And for some people in real life, they can relate to that in a way. <laughs> I, I can I can relate. It's, it's a it's a real deep issue. Yeah. Well, and uh, the other thing though that I think when you deal with being a superhero, you do want to protect the people that you are close to. Definitely. And Bruce Wayne is able to keep a lot of people away due to his money. But the minute you know he brings someone close, I mean, Spider Man deals with this all the time. Yes. Everyone <laughs> in his family is either getting kidnapped, killed, <laughs> uh, something ridiculous is happening to him, and it and it really wears on him. And so, if you are committed to stopping crime and right. being a vigilante. Maybe it, you know, if if it's a, if you're walking the line about whether you stay with the woman or not, maybe it's best to not to protect her as well. Right. So this is the this is the price for the for the show. This is the ticket of admission. Is you you give up your your romantic <laughs> interests so that you can pursue your crime or superhero. Or he 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 may just not want long romances. He may just be into mm, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, he, I'll, I'll be interested. He, his long-term relationship apparently is the Joker. <laughs> that's that's a very true. I mean, that is they, the deepest relationship. They he definitely has. have a bromance going on, like <laughs> an abusive bromance. But it's it's there. In fact, is is Joker on your on your list? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he is here in spirit. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. All right. <laughs> Who, who's next after Julie Madison? The next one we have is Linda Page. And she first came in Batman number five from March of 1941. And she was created by Jerry Robinson. Wait a minute, one second. I'm just sorry. So Julie Madison was issue one to, I think you said 40. But now Linda Page came in at five. So was he two-timing? No. The other issues were detective comics. Batman issue one started later. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> so I got you. I got you. The Stay Batman us, five. No, it's okay. So the detective comics were in way more than when we start the Batman volume one. I'm with it. I'm yeah. With it. <laughs> okay. So Julie Madison was in between nineteen thirty nine and pretty much nineteen forty. Like that whole span. And then nineteen forty one Linda Page comes. So no, he and that's the one thing that you can say about Bruce Wayne is that he doesn't double date. He doesn't do that. He doesn't date multiple women at a time. The only time you may see that people think that he is a player, if he has two women on his arm, he's not dating them. It's just for show. It's all, you know, a, a facade I, kind of. I do have a question about that. These women that he shows up with at parties on his arms, I mean, they're escorts, right? Like, 
Is that kind of an un, is that kind of an unsaid thing that like we he must have the number one escort service on speed dial because he, they're always these like supermodels and he's just like I can pay any price and you don't have it's... to have sex. But I mean that's or do they? Why if you're that rich and you're that good looking, why do you need an escort service? Exactly. Other than the hassle, I mean maybe that's <laughs> the only reason. No, I think that's exactly it. I think he's literally like, oh man, I was out kicking butt until like. 7 a.m. and I need someone by you know two o'clock today. Alfred, call like you know, boom. The thing is, he's you know he's very he's the most eligible bachelor, so he can go into any he, charity ball, and women just kind of flock to him. That's I true. Think. I, I don't think he has to work yeah. or hire anybody oh, to maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but logistically, that is an logistically. theory. Right. If you want to fit everything into the schedule, Mason thinks that it would be much easier to just, I'm just order saying. the trophy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you're like, I'm kicking butt 23 hours a day, Alfred handles all of my personal life. Like, you know, he, he's but, just going to be like, I need two dates on my arm for this party. And Alfred's going to be like, it's taken care of, sir, because I called the service. Like, boom. But, but also, I, I think that Alfred, while he may feel that i think he also has a fatherly relationship and i think he wants more for his adopted son than to have him just be with escorts a- absolutely and i think i mean to be fair i think alfred distinguishes between the two because he'll be like yes your your escorts are here and blah 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 by the way you know i'm just picking one at random vicky vale came by and that's I, and definitely I want you to, true i want you to have dinner with her in the kitchen you know all right so linda page linda yep. page. what else do we need to learn about linda Linda Page, she fits well within the mold of Bruce Wayne because she is considered a socialite. She comes from a wealthy family. Her father deals in oil, and her and Bruce meet pretty much at a society party, and throughout the following issues, they date, and then she discovers Batman when he rescues her from being kidnapped as ransom to for the crook to get her father's money. So after that, Linda Page develops a fascination with Batman, but she still is dating Bruce, and they date for, for about... 10 issues. I think the next major arc is Batman number 15, and that was in 1943. And her father is kidnapped for his oil, and then Batman and Robin have to come and rescue him. And pretty much she breaks it off the same ways because she thinks that he just plays polo all day and that he's just a playboy and that he doesn't take life seriously and she can't be with anyone like that. And it's the same type of thing that Julie Madison went through. But what's interesting that with Linda Page, you see her in another media, you see her in the 1943 black and white serials. And she isn't necessarily his love interest, but she does get hypnotized by and becomes kind of a zombie and her fate is kind of bleak. But you do see her as the first love interest that's outside of comics. And she still had the same a year time span, but she broke it off the same way. As Real quick, you said the yeah. Batman serial 1943? Yes. What is that if that's not me, uh, if that's not comic strips? Oh, that's pretty much film. It's the first time 
Batman was on film and they were in 15 different episodes, kind of short series, but you went to the theater, it was by Columbia Pictures, and you saw Lewis Wilson as Batman and it was in the middle of World War II, so of course their criminal was Japanese and it was very heavily uh, racist, <laughs> but Pretty much that was the first time you saw Batman outside of comics. And it's different from Superman, considering Superman already had the cartoon on TV. So Batman didn't have that. And seeing him in the 40s serials was really interesting. You saw the first time Batman and Robin. And like I said, Linda Page was the first, I guess, woman in his life to be seen outside of the comics. That's pretty cool that uh, they gave that title to another woman. So you've got two first appearances now. Right. You've got the first appearance in comic books and now the first appearance in television. Is that it? I mean, obviously, Linda Page didn't work out. No. Linda Page was short-lived like Julie Madison. And the next person is one that I think people know the most because she's been in more media, I think, besides Catwoman, I would say, and that would be Vicki Vale. Is she also next in sequence of time? Like, is she the third girlfriend? Yes. Or, okay. She would be considered the third girlfriend. Anyone that was in between, which you really don't see, especially in the 40s and 50s, you don't really see him just casually dating. If he is dating someone, it's someone established. And I think that's why it's interesting that he's considered this playboy when really he never casually dates. It's pretty, you know, monogamous, which... Yeah, but also, at any point, does he actually, like, I mean, in the 30s and the 40s, does he actually be like, let me talk about my feelings? Because... No. No. (laughs) We never really see that side. All we see is when either it's Julie Madison or or Linda Page, and they talk about Batman, he kind of shrugs it off and says, oh, yeah, he's some character, but that's that's the extent of it. He never really goes in depth with his feelings. He never really says, oh, I love you, or I want to be with you, or anything kind of in that romantic sense. It's just once they say, you're you're not the man that I want you to be. I want you to be like Batman. He doesn't fight it and say, but I am Batman. I don't think he loves him that much to kind of give up his cow which is an interesting thing to kind of look at <laughs> so what where is vicky so how does she get introduced into the canon well vicky first of all was created by bob kane and bill finger and she was a response to superman's lois lane which like you said earlier adam about heroes protecting the ones that they love i mean superman and lois lane are a perfect kind of item even though in the comics Lois Lane loves Superman, and she doesn't know that it's Clark Kent and that whole thing, which is why I personally love that dynamic. I know people say, if you love Batman, you can't love Superman, but I like that between them. But they created Vicki Vale as a photojournalist, which she is pretty much in any incarnation that you see, or even in today, she's a reporter, photojournalist, something in that regard. And her look, she was supposed to be this blonde bombshell. She was modeled after Marilyn Monroe, actually. She's supposed to be the figure of beauty. And she first comes in Detective Comics 49 from... 1948 so it's about a few years in between that bruce wayne actually dates or he's going out with someone serious and 
it's they meet in Gotham and pretty much she starts dating Bruce Wayne because she is trying to report on Batman. She's trying to learn more about Gotham City's vigilante. And so, of course, Bruce Wayne intervenes and he takes her out to, to charity balls and things like that, trying to stop her from getting scoops on Batman and figuring out his secret identity. So I know that Vicki Vale is seen as one of the biggest love interests and one that stayed around through the test of time. But in the beginning, Bruce was almost kind of protecting Batman and his persona by dating her, (laughs) if you think about it. But I'm sure he develops feelings. And of course, she's gorgeous. So he would always want to date her. It it also seems like that character, that type of photojournalist or just a journalist in general, is usually a good person to introduce into an origin story such as a new movie or uh, the animated show or wherever you might introduce Vicki Vale. Just as Lois Lane and reporters always seem to be in the mix. And so it's a way to get the non-superhero character involved in the superhero character's life. Right. It's definitely someone that's on the outside that can show the type of hero that Batman is and kind of go deeper into the character of the person that Bruce Wayne is and the reader gets to see more about themselves and can learn more about each of the identities and Vicky Vale sticks around pretty much for the next couple decades she she's in there for the late 40s and the 50s and then she kind of disappears she comes back in the mid 60s briefly but she is she returns like 1977 in D- D- detective comics 320 or something and she's married and her name is Vicky Vale Powers and it's a whole different backstory she kind of doesn't go any further with with Bruce and it's kind of all muddled away Wait, but then so were they ever I mean did they ever break up was this an on-again, off-again thing? It was an on-again, off-again thing. It wasn't as serious as Julie Madison being engaged, but he would date her on and off, and she would be really interested in reporting on Batman and trying to follow him and get wrapped up into schemes and crimes and things like that, but they never were that serious. But she was always someone that was good to have because she was a reporter and she can be involved in the story and be important, but not so important to Bruce that it was you know vital that he would protect her it's so, so it was well, definitely on and get off again so when she was like I can't, I'm out for whatever reason he was like that's cool I mean <laughs> pretty much but then back in the 80s like early 80s they kind of had a short romance and it was interesting because in this issue I think it was Batman 355 and that was in the yeah mid 80s she and Selena Kyle who's Catwoman get into a fight because Catwoman is kind of jealous of Vicky Vale because Bruce Wayne is starting to date her again and so that's the first time you really see Catwoman kind of involved in that way and so that's interesting because we're gonna see more you know, we'll talk more about her later in this episode. That, is that is that Catwoman as Selena Kyle? Yes. So was this like a cat fight at a ball or something? <laughs> Pretty much. That's awesome. <laughs> what what issue is that? It's Batman three fifty five. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It, just because Catwoman almost feels like she comes out of nowhere and just 
is jealous. It's pure jealousy. And Batman pretty much has to stop him. It can't even be Bruce Wayne because it's too obvious. It's it's interesting. <laughs> but then we see Vicki Vale later in the 80s as Kim Basinger and she comes in Tim Burton's Batman 1989 film. And I think that's how the rest of the world discovered Vicki Vale and pretty much automatically thinks, oh, that's Batman's main love interest because that film was the blockbuster and still considered one of the best Batman films. And I think from that film, you kind of always had to have this bombshell beauty as his love interest. You had to have a love interest. I think even when we were in the 1966 series and even in the film, Catwoman was very flirtatious, but they never dated. It wasn't that he had a serious relationship or a romantic relationship, but then once Tim Burton's Vicki Vale came into play, now for the rest of the films, I don't know what it's going to be for this next Batman, this new Batman with Ben Affleck. I don't know what kind of relationship they'll have, but from Tim Burton all the way to even the Nolan films, we have a love interest. There's someone that's a, you know, a beauty, a romantic person in Batman's life and that kind of started with Vicky Vale I think in the Nolan films it was also Vicky Vale right it was no it was Rachel Rachel, who was played by well two different people but that and that's what Mason said earlier Rachel's kind of like a Julie Madison type character she was part of the whole district attorney thing and but Vicky Vale, I think still, even though the Nolan verse is more recent, Vicky Vale is still seen as the the love interest. Yeah, She's see, the... I, I didn't even realize it. I made that mistake. <laughs> so it can happen to anyone. <laughs> but Vicky Vale is so, I think, the common, oh, that's the person that Bruce Wayne is with because it's been so ingrained in the comics and then in the film and in and even the video games a little bit, you know, she's mentioned and then it's just, it's just the, I think the most common normal love interest within our series that we're talking about. And, and the name just rolls off your tongue. Right. It just, it flows. The, the V's, the, it's just, it just fits pretty much. But, you know, he doesn't get too serious with her in the comics. He doesn't, he gets serious with her in the first Batman and then we don't see her anymore. <laughs> She's kind of one that you would think that would be his Julie Madison in a way. You would think he would settle down with her. He would marry her. He'd have a family when he decides, I don't want to be Batman anymore. But I think she just pries a little too much and it kind of bothers him. I don't think he wants to get too close because I think he still wants to protect Batman more than protect Bruce Wayne. So that's why I think they never really hit it off as more serious but she's definitely one that if you had to ask who is the love interest it would be vicky vale so that's our third one (laughs) there's a number four i imagine yes if we continue if we go into the 70s we see silver saint cloud which i really like this character i i like her she is another blonde beauty she was created by steve Englehart and mike gold and she debuted in detective comics 470 in 1977 and her arc she was in between number 470 to 479 And she dated Bruce Wayne, and she 
was the first one to really follow Batman around and actually make those connections that Batman and Bruce Wayne are one and the same. And yet she was still figuring this out, but Bruce became more serious with her. And she's actually the first love interest in Batman comics where they established that her and Batman have had a sexual relationship, I guess. Mm. Because that's not really discussed or mentioned, but it's that relationship actually gets pretty serious. And Silver St. Cloud, eventually she gathers up evidence, a little bit like a detective, and makes the connection that Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same. And because of this, Bruce becomes hesitant and he starts to think that he should break off the relationship but then once silver saint cloud makes the connection she breaks up with him because so this is the first breakup uh, from a woman to batman right, from a woman to batman good for her <laughs> and is it is it because of batman yes that's pretty intense yes she thinks that he's going to be, he's in, always in danger and she can't face having to think about you know if he is going to get hurt or get killed and so she breaks it off because she doesn't want to go through that pain. That's awesome. And Batman, within the next few comics, actually reacts to this and goes into a mini depression that Alfred actually has to help him out of because he starts to second guess what he's doing as Batman. And it's the first time that he has to look at what's more important, having a real relationship as Bruce Wayne and perhaps having a family in the future or sticking with Batman because he lost someone that he thought could be the love of his life. So she's the first one that challenges Bruce's intentions of being a mass vigilante and you don't really see her into after the post-crisis, after the mid-80s, you don't see her until later. She's in another Englehart comic, it's called Batman Dark Detective, and she plays plays his love interest but it's a really brief role but then the last time you see her is in uh i believe it's kevin smith's the widening guy and that's in 2010 and it's a short series it kind of ended oddly but silver saint cloud was his love interest and she did and she finds out that bruce wayne is batman and they're going and he decides i'm going to give up being batman and this whole romantic gesture whoa to her face yeah he says in the Batcave. whoa (laughs) And it's funny because she... This it, is this is where you're willing to go for the love of your life. You're like, I'll do anything. Right. And he's That's pretty intense, much... That's man. He was lying. He's, com- <laughs> he's, com- I mean, he's coming back. That, I mean, it is kind of like a heroin junkie being like, no, I'm clean, baby. <laughs> but real quick, what, is, what does she do? What is her job? Anything? Uh, she's a socialite. I got you. Yeah. Most of them are pretty much that. It's only Vicky Vale and... I mean, we'll get to Talia, but that's different. But. <laughs> All right, I can't wait. And, and Catwoman. And Catwoman. Got, so got... those are the only ones that have different What's her name kids. from Mass Phantasm? Yes, yeah, yeah. Andrea Beaumont. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, yeah, it all ends really bad at the end of the series. Silver St. Cloud, she, she's killed by Automatopoeia, who is a Batman rogue, and he what? slits her throat. Oh, my God. And that's how the series ends. I don't know what's is scarier, the fact that I've never heard a villain named Automatopoeia or that they... So that he slit her throat. I, I, I'm it shocked. is a very graphic panel. What is that uh, series? That... The Widening Gyre. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. Oh, G Y R E. How you pronounce it? It's by Kevin Smith right. and Walt Flanagan, and it's 
it's a short series and it kind of was choppy. It was kind of one of those all-star Batman moments where it wasn't fluid in the production and it kind of came out in pieces. But then it ended just with her death. Like it, it was over. Right. And people were kind of upset because they're like, what happened? <laughs> so she's gone. So she's gone. And so it's interesting because she, so at this point, is the only romantic interest that finds out who Bruce Wayne is, that he's Batman. And Bruce Wayne actually cares that she knows that he's Batman and is willing to give up being Batman to be with her. And, of course, she gets killed. What I don't know what else can explain it better, showing that perhaps Batman isn't meant to be happy as Bruce Wayne and have that family and have that relationship because it always gets ruined somehow. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a definite vibe throughout the entire series that, like, Bruce Wayne is meant to be Batman mm. at all costs. Yes. Like he, he does, you can correct me if I'm wrong, London, because you're amazing. <laughs> but he does actually like give it up for a little while every once in a while, but like it's always coming back and it's right. always. Yes, like, it is. You know, it's, he has moments of almost weakness where he gets wrapped up in whatever whimsical, romantic time he has with whomever. And then he's like, oh, wait, I have to go to the Batcave and go fight crime. It's it's kind of he's pulled in towards Batman because he's dedicated his, his life to being this crusader. And it's kind of he puts his real... Not that this isn't his real life, but his personal life on hold just to assure that he's the savior that Gotham needs. But it's at the cost of his heart or being loved or falling in love and his feelings. And it just shows that he's a person. <laughs> All right. Is that it? <laughs> yes, for, for this one. I just like her because she just she found out that he's Batman and he actually cared. I think you don't really see that. <laughs> it's... I, I think that's awesome. <laughs> Good for her. I think uh, we can all say that we dig her. Definitely. Okay, a quick one that I have, it's it's not a long relationship, but it's one that people always ask me about, is actually Wonder Woman. <laughs> they don't really have a romantic relationship, but only in two comics. In JLA number 80 in 2000, they kiss. And then in the next issue, they have... They pretty much decide whether or not they should be friends. And they go through this dream sequence where Wonder Woman lives in Gotham or Bruce Wayne lives in Themyscira. And they both kind of deal with their own lives. And in the end, Wonder Woman puts them in the friend zone. <laughs> and you don't see them interact romantically in comics except in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, the animated series. In yeah, the I was going to say, in the animated series, right, like they, they are all over yes, each other. Yes, they definitely are flirting, kissing, and all of that. And that's the only time you really see them interact that way, even though people think, oh, they should be perfect for each other. In the comics, I see Wonder Woman with Superman a lot. Yes, that they're together right now. New 52, that pretty yeah, much is that. Well, that makes sense, right? Because it does. I, except what happened to Lois Lane? Well, in New 52, she wasn't, I mean, she was there, but she wasn't considered his. Oh, they didn't, they didn't get together. No. Uh, interesting. Which I, that's what I like about them. Though, I mean, that's so. that's cool. That's a cool alternate take. I, I I have seen in the comics, I forget which one it is, I'm sorry. Um, Superman, um, he's outlived Lois Lane and she's dead. And so Wonder Woman comes in at that point. And like, right. But anyway, but we're They're, talking about Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes more sense that Wonder Woman and Superman, I think, should be together. And so yeah, I exactly. think that's why it works, you know, in... Because in, in he can actually, like, shake her hand and not rip her arm Right. Off. Like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. So I always like to throw in that because people always say, oh, Wonder Woman should be a Batman. 
they more have a platonic relationship. Well, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's maybe friends with benefits, maybe. <laughs> but you know, but they're like, but we can't get. It's real. on the hush. Yeah, we, we don't can't know. on the on the down the. Yeah. <laughs> and then wait a minute. There was this time when Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, I'm sorry, was seducing Lois Lane, right? Or, right. or we're getting there. Are we not there yet? No, I could talk about it. Okay. I don't know if I'll be able to get to that story, but I do love that in the world's finest. Yeah, yeah. In the in the animated movie, yeah. Bruce Wayne woos Lois Lane, and it really pisses Clark off. And oh, I man, think that's... It, I mean, how can Clark Kent <laughs> compete with with Bruce Wayne? Like, I know. it's just not gonna happen. He's so suave, and Lois is just like, oh, he's like James Bond <laughs> on steroids. Like, he's so good. Anyway, okay, I know we're getting sidetracked. Uh, sorry. The the next one is Andrea Beaumont, which is my favorite, even though you don't really see her in comics, which I hate, but. She, is she from the con- I I have seen Mask of the Phantasm. Yes. And and her character blew me away, especially because he did propose to her. And right. I, and I had never heard of this woman at all. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God, I can't believe he proposed. But is she in the comics? No. Actually, oh, okay. um, Alan Burnett, who produced Mask of the Phantasm and was on Batman the Animated Series, he wanted a romantic interest for Bruce within that continuity, within DCAU. So she was a whole new character. Cool. She wasn't in comics. And so she was made for Mask of the Phantasm phantasm which came out in 93 and it came out in theaters which is awesome and she is an interesting character to me i mean she comes from a rich family and it establishes a backstory her and bruce met in college and then they got together later in life and they pretty much fell in love and like you said mason he proposes to her and then all in the mix of this he's training to be batman but he's not batman yet and as he's falling in love with andrea he decides maybe i don't want to do this batman thing because i can't have a real life with her and i'll put her in danger but then she gives back the ring and she says go on without me and that's when that amazing moment in the movie comes when he goes and it's silhouette and he goes in the bat cave and he holds up the cape and and he puts it on and Alfred's like my god and then he becomes Batman because she yeah. brought him back the ring and he was like okay well I can't I can't be Bruce Wayne and be happy so I'm gonna be Batman so there is nothing that shapes your life and your direction more than heartbreak <laughs> I, I am down with that <laughs> It's just, and for a character, like you said, she's not, she wasn't in comics, she just came out of nowhere, and the fact that they wanted to give him a romantic interest and then take her away and then make her into the phantasm, into this bad guy, and he, he pretty much has to fight the love of his life, and then they decide they can't be with each other. It's so tragic in a way, and it just shows that he has to be Batman. And I always liked the character, I wanted her to be expanded more. She was in the... I think it was the Batman Beyond comics in that series, but really you only saw her in that movie. But she was a yeah. really good romantic interest. Didn't she die at the end of the movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so she kind of just well. went away. She disappeared with Joker and she went away. But, you know, Joker survived because he always survives. He never dies. Right. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that there would be a character that they would almost let alone and keep in that movie universe. Right. Uh, it seems that most every character in Batman's canon crosses over at some point that's why i i was surprised they didn't really expand on her because she seemed like such an important character especially the fact that that she was the reason why he chose to continue being batman that she she didn't marry him and they didn't have that life together and that may make her all the more special now that she is only in that pretty much one 
thing. Right. And you, you, that's it. I mean, obviously she had such an impression on you due to this one movie. Yes. And we're talking about it. Exactly. But if it was something that maybe was overblown or overexposed, maybe it wouldn't be as exciting. It's I don't true. know. The less the characters are there, I think the bigger impact they have because you only see them once or twice. Whereas even though we have characters like the Joker, we don't see him all the time. And it just depends on what effect they have on Batman. It could be a little effect or could be something major like him choosing to be the hero that he is. So we have two more (laughs) and they're the two big ones, I think. And they're some, my two favorites because it really, they, they really challenge Batman deciding whether or not he wants to be Batman. And the first is Dennis O'Neill's Talia al Ghul. And she is amazing. (laughs) And I think that's Mason's favorite. Talia is amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my stand that they should be together already. Like where did this come from, first of all, Mason? I can tell you exactly where it came from. It came from the animated series. That's where I was introduced to Talia. Okay. I was introduced to Talia in Daughter of the Demon or whatever. Nice. Raish Al Ghul comes to the Raz. Okay. Raish, his name is Raish. Really? I accept Ta- either. Okay. Ta- I've heard Talia both. says <laughs> That his name is pronounced Raish. And it's a common misconception <laughs> that his name is Roz. And I think I will actually put that audio clip in here so you can hear it. But oh, yes. my you goodness. You should do that. You I should. should. I will. I will. Very thorough, Terry. Though father's name was pronounced Raish, not Ras. A common mistake. Anyway, he's like, blah, blah, blah. You have to come with me, da-da-da. First of all, Ra's al Ghul figures out that Batman's Batman, which is awesome. Right. Like, this guy was just like, through pure deduction, I figured it out. P.S. Why hasn't everyone else? (laughs) And then he's like, you got to come with me. So he goes with him, and they do this awesome Casbah desert scenario thing or whatever and at the very end he's like I've this has all been a training thing to make sure that you're worthy of my daughter and then boom out (laughs) comes this gorgeous dark haired tall just hotter than hot woman And she's all like, and he's like, I don't even know you. And she's like, you're my beloved. And I was like, wow, she is into this guy. Um, Commitment is already there. Like, she's not going to leave. She's down for whatever. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to help you. I'm a great partner. And then like, uh, (laughs) you're so excited. excited. I love it. Which is awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. And then they go into. uh, He bumped the table. uh, If you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's a small room. Um, But yeah, no, then they, they get, he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it or whatever. And she's like, that's cool and stuff. And then he gets thrown in prison and she breaks him out. And they go on this total tag team thing across. This is a three episode arc, by the way. Or was it two? London. It was two. It was two. Okay. Anyway, they they go on this two episode arc and she breaks him out and they're doing and they're fighting all these people and she's keeping up with him. Like, who can keep up with Batman? Yes, I know Catwoman can. Yes, I know. (laughs) We'll get there. But like Talia, who is, you know, just totally awesome and she's keeping up with him and she's like, I can do whatever you need to. I'm I'm back and stuff. So what age did this love happen for you because (laughs) she obviously made such an impression you must have been either impressionable at the time or i don't know you must have gotten your heart broken and then this is your rebound girl Well, yeah for sure no i mean i was uh i don't know what was it 90s so i was like 15 okay something like that but i was just this is this is what 
is awesome. It's, it's equal and it's capable. Okay. It's equal and it's capable and they're partners. You know, they're able to be full partners. That is sweet. And P.S. They're both insanely rich and attractive and stuff. So they can hang both <laughs> socially and, you know, on the cowl. And then she already knows that he's Batman and she's accepted it and he knows and everything's out. They seem perfect. They for one do. Another. It is basically you're saying, okay, Robin, time to go. This is your true partner. No, Batman. no, no. <laughs> she was, she's, I can work with other people. Like Robin, you know, they could be like parents too. There's actually a and cover they... where Batman's telling Robin he needs to go because Tali is moving in. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, so it's, that, that's, that's not too far. I'm, da- I'm down with that. I want to see that. <laughs> but, but no, I, I think that, you know, she would, she would take a, a mother spot for Robin if, if that's where, mm-hmm. and P.S., you know, spoiler alert, yeah. they have a child together. Boom, like, exactly. All right, so let's hear what you okay. want to take <laughs> well, on this. Well, Mason pretty much explained it all. But the, no, no, no. But the, <laughs> but the animated fun. series they talked about started in Detective Comics 411 in 1971, and Talia is the daughter of Raish or Roz, whichever one. Of <laughs> Roz. Audio, audio cool. <laughs> the father's name was pronounced Raish, not Ras. A common mistake. <laughs> and like he said, Batman finds Roz. A common mistake. In his Batcave and he says that he knows that he's Bruce Wayne and Batman and he's kidnapped Robin. And he has to go help him save him and he puts him through this whole quest. And then he says, I think you would be the perfect one to be my heir of the League of Assassins. And that's when Talia comes out and she kisses him and calls him her beloved and she is in love with him. And Bruce is, of course, swept away by Talia and her talent and her beauty and all of that. But the interesting thing about Talia is that she seems perfect for Bruce and they seem like a perfect match. But then her father is always in the way and his want for global domination and all of his evil eco-terrorist tactic makes it torn and Batman has to fight Ross so she's torn between having Batman as her lover and then obeying her father who she trusts and that's kind of what you see throughout their relationship she she stayed through the 70s and through the 80s when in the late 80s Mike W. Barr son of Batman comes and her and Batman come together and Talia becomes pregnant and then she says oh I'm gonna I had a miscarriage but then she has the baby anyway and it's this whole crazy thing and like Mason said later Grant Morrison brings back that baby I suppose back into continuity in 2006 Batman, uh, his son of Batman, and introduces as Damian Wayne. Talia comes and says, this is your son. And so that relationship begins. And Talia, she, she, I think, becomes really messed up in trying to determine where her loyalty stands and trying to decide that tears her apart. And there's no way that they can have really a healthy relationship, I don't think. I, I'm going to disagree. And okay. I, I, here, here I come. You knew this uh, was happening. Yes, so, I did. Okay, I think actually up until that point, you know, it wasn't really about her. Initially, you're right. It was about her and Raish. And, and like she's like, oh, I can't go past my father. Mm-hmm. But eventually 
she totally does because right. he like tries to kill her and all this stuff and Raish eventually is like you betrayed me and he tries to kill her and blah 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 I think right and so she's like oh my father has the wrong vision like his his resurgence in the Lazarus pit or whatever for those of you who don't know Raish al Ghul is I don't know 600 years old because <laughs> there's this pit of primordial ooze that if you dunk in it um when you come back out you're more, you're you're reset but here. every time he goes in he becomes a little bit more crazy a little bit more crazy right more so insane. he's yeah so he's <laughs> been doing it hundreds of years and, and so now but anyway and so he eventually tries to kill her and he's like you're betraying me and stuff and so finally she's like you know what man you're crazy and she <laughs> makes this big break where she's like i'm gonna take over the league of assassins you're nuts and i'm gonna go be with bruce and that was the moment that was the moment where everything was set to to rocket and then i think it was grant morrison retconned everything right and he made it so he made it so that she drugged bruce yes and she drugged had, him and had her way with him yes. without his consent. Yes. And I was like, why are you doing this, Grant Morrison? A, this is false. But B, why? And I remember reading him discussing this in an interview and saying that he didn't even reference Son of Batman, the earlier one, and he just kind of wrote his own story. Yeah. So he didn't purposely mess up the continuity. No, I, it just happened. Yeah, I read, I read the article where he was like, <laughs> oh, I just, you know, I, I didn't even remember it really. I, right. I, I don't have it. And I was just like, oh man, that's really terrible. But then also, um, then they just blew it up completely because Talia has a half-sister named Nissa? Yes. In, uh, yes. Who comes out and she's... um jealous of Talia's relationship with their father from before when, right. when he was before so she's, crazy. She's starting to get her own family. And so she, so she um so she kidnaps her and kills her and resurrects her in the Lazarus pit hundreds of times, making Talia go nuts. Right. And so that was, you know, and so now Talia is officially not even fit. So I'm, right. I'm really upset because <laughs> Batman had it all. She had brains, she had brawn, she was everything and had the m- money and might to like match him they were perfect and on top of that she's eternally gorgeous by the way you know if you get with talia you have access to the lazarus pit so <laughs> you're set for life. both he could go and get his arm torn off and then she just dunks him and batman's forever but mason and they have and they have a son yeah Damian. but here's the deal <laughs> Yes. She's for you now. <laughs> now, because... now that she's insane yeah. and broken. And and she's not with Bruce. So oh, I think Bruce is doing you a favor. No. She can't even remember who I am. Oh, actually, she pro- isn't she devoid of emotion now and only wants to kill? I think that's the deal. Pretty much. They All right. it, it, okay. it breaks my heart. But it, a, it, is a, it is apparent that your heart has been broken. <laughs> yeah. and, oh. and I think that after this, we are going to give you some counseling, my fair friend. Enough, fair enough. Nerd <laughs> therapy. Therapy. There were actually may start a podcast on that. So. I know. I, I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be on there. I'll be on there. Anyway. Okay. So we're on our last one. Yeah. Now we're short for time, but it is Catwoman. Of course, Selena Kyle. She was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, and she has her 75th anniversary this year. She was in Batman number one from spring of 1940. And 
ever since the first comic, the cat, which is what she was called before, they called her Catwoman. She flirts with Bruce and she gets out of being arrested pretty much. And she grabs Batman and she says, come away with me. We can escape all this and we can be Batman and the cat together. And he's like, no, I can't. And then he just lets her go. He just lets her run off. And then Robin's like, you let her get away. And he's like, yeah, she'll be back. She has pretty eyes though. I mean, it's just already established that she has this flirtatious control over him. And that you kind of see that through the next 20 years of comics she she'll hug him she'll kiss him she'll flirt with him to get out of whatever jewel heist she's doing and she she, she woos him she and, purrs exactly yeah, and, and, and it, i will say you know in in her defense it is reciprocal like he does let her go repeatedly he oh, does definitely. he does come to save her and stuff so yes like, I, I understand it's that. not that it's just I mean, he he wants to. If he didn't want to, he'd be like, oh, you're going to jail. (laughs) Yeah, I actually think that the Nolan uh, movies did a really excellent job of their tit-for-tat relationship. Right, definitely. I mean, if if you're going to dog Talia like that, like he did, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) And you see later, I mean, in the 40s and the 50s in comics, they have that flirtatious relationship. In the 60s, you see in the the live-action Batman series that Batman and Catwoman, they flirt as campy as it can be. They still flirt. And then even when you go into the 80s, you see in this Brave and the Bold uh, 197, it's an Earth 2 kind of flashback. And you see that Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, and it's the Earth 2 is within the 1950s, they get married and they have a child and it's Helena Wayne who is Huntress. And it's this whole different alternate universe. And Whoa, you mean Huntress is actually his daughter? Yes, in that universe. It's oh. Selena Kyle and... No, but like in the regular continuity... Yeah, I was introduced to Huntress in No Man's Land. Okay, yeah. That Huntress is not his daughter. Okay, okay. It's in this Earth 2 continuity gotcha, that gotcha. Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne... Okay. Are, are her parents and you really don't see that i mean catwoman and, and and batman they have that kind of relationship and you see more of that in the animated series in the 90s catwoman and batman flirt in the animated series he got with everyone though <laughs> like he dated poison ivy and then he dated uh Cat, he dated catwoman and he also he even had brief kisses with harley quinn right which was which was awesome <laughs> by the way of course talia yeah he uh, got around a little bit opinion. but i think in all of the media from the animated series to even the video games to film like batman returns and then you go the, the dark knight rises you see catwoman as in the end kind of his main flirtatious romantic equal they kind of are both dark figures of the night and they kind of match well and yet they still want to keep one as Batman and one as Catwoman. You see in certain arcs like the long Halloween, they kind of share a special moment. And then in Batman Hush especially, Batman reveals himself as Bruce Wayne to Catwoman and they have a romance. But then in the end, Batman says, I can't be with you because I can't trust you. And it always comes to trust issues. And in the end, he just can't have give his heart to her entirely because she's in the end kind of a rogue she's an anti-hero but he can't let go of himself being batman but i think in terms of what they represent catwoman and batman are an interesting pair i think tolly and batman are equals in a lot of ways but i think catwoman and batman are are a pretty good team up and they're a fan favorite yeah i'm I'm never gonna say that catwoman and batman are a bad thing like Mm -hmm. they are but put it put it in a separate 
Uh, no, I mean they're a good thing, but right. put it in a separate timeline because last last words on Talia. She took over LexCorp. She's clearly got the business aspect down and could right. run Wayne's Enterprises, you know, single-handedly. And then also, I think what drew me to her the most, and this is clearly a 15-year-old viewpoint, <laughs> um, is that no matter what, no matter how much he rejects her and says, like, no, Talia, we can't be together, she always calls him beloved. She just refers right. to him as beloved. Because even if he can't admit it and, like, tries to deny it or whatever, she knows. She knows that he's in love with her. And she's right he says it and it's proven and it just says to me you are she is down man she's like i accept you acceptance for everything however you want to be but sometimes in a relationship you don't want to marry the exact person that you are yeah but she's not she's i i feel she's i feel she's a wonderful compliment i think they're they're separate they're like different grains of sand in a pile together but separate all right Anyway, I understand these. Selena <laughs> Kyle, though, <laughs> happens to have probably one of the most iconic outfits. The yes. cat woman suit. <laughs> yeah, the, the cat, the cat, suit, the cat yes. suit is become something of its own. I mean, it it's is a, very iconic now. Right? Iconic for sure. Definitely. <laughs> you talk about the Batman symbol being iconic, but this cat suit is crazy. I mean, it's it's everywhere. What, but wasn't it? You can correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it Tim Burton's uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman that that really put that up? Oh, it, where... wa- it wasn't the Halle Berry. Oh, just kidding. Was that in Batman? <laughs> anyway. Well, the cat suit kind of was popular in the '66 show. It was. Oh man, so... Eartha Kitt and um, yeah. <laughs> who was the other one? And Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar. Yeah, oh, her yeah. cat suit. Yeah. That's what did it. And yeah. then I think from then the cat suit kind of became the icon that it is now. But yes, Michelle Pfeiffer's suit and everyone following. So real quick, London. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where are we currently on relationships? with batman as we if i was to pick up a comic today (laughs) what would i expect to see in terms of his relationships in either the main title or any of the uh satellite titles or alternate universe titles well it's difficult to say right now considering bruce wayne isn't in the comics but when the new 52 started and all the comics started over he did have a romantic sexual relationship with catwoman she was still kind of the head woman in his life even though they went back and forth and she was still doing her anti-hero things but I would guess if you read the earlier Catwoman issues from the beginning of New 52, like starting issues one, two, three, you'd see her and Batman interact. But really, he doesn't have a single woman. And he has to deal with Talia in the Batman Inc. titles, especially dealing with Damien and how that all fell out, how she pretty much ordered to well, kill Damien. Is and... she is she a, brain, a zombie, a brain-dead zombie or not in that? No, no. I mean, they they go head to head, and it and she's all there. She's just she's crazy. I think yeah, she's because, pretty out there. So there are they're keeping the death and rebirth, right? Craziness. Yes, okay, yes. They're good. keeping that. So you see the, the <laughs> so you see Talia and Selena in there, but there's not really one single interest he has right now, especially since Bruce Wayne is absent in the comics, and our Batman is Commissioner Gordon. So that's a whole different thing. So in the New 52, it's kind of hard to pinpoint a love interest, but definitely before, you you saw, yeah, Selena, Talia, they were definitely reoccurring. London, was there 
is there any one shot or anything where he actually lives happily with a, a romance? G- <laughs> gives up the cowl? And... There is a... Within the post-crisis, I think actually it's within New 52, He it's like a flash forward and he's with, like I mentioned earlier, it's with Julie Madison and they are... They got back together. <laughs> yeah, like she exists and they got married and have kids, but it's only for a brief moment and of course it doesn't exist. Uh, it's almost like Alfred says, you know, remember her? And then he's like, eh. I, but really, wow. there's nothing that... It's a super happy ending. It may be mentioned, but he he still is Batman. He still chose the cape and the cowl over yeah. his heart and his love. Unless he could find someone that he could share that with. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So right. at this point, he's picking the cape and the cowl. Yes. <laughs> and if it was Mason wearing the cape and the cowl, it'd be Talia. <laughs> it'd be Talia. Well, not, not anymore because she's crazy now. But if she wasn't crazy, then yes. Okay. Okay. So, we have wrapped up episode number 11, (laughs) Batman's Love Interest. We have learned a lot about women that Batman has dated. We have especially learned about Mason's favorite, uh, Batman Love Interest. she's the best. And there you go. It just (laughs) hands down his clear favorite. And we'd be interested to hear what your favorite is. And if we maybe missed a female love interest that you'd like to talk about you could always reach London at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. Is there any other way that people can follow you, see what you're doing, be in touch, social media, etc., etc.? Yes, you can follow on Instagram at instagram.com slash historyofthebatman. Follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash historyofthebatman. On Twitter at twitter.com slash histofthebatman. And yeah, always email at historyofthebatman at gmail.com and I will answer any questions and read all of your comments and any feedback that you have would definitely be appreciated. That is cool. And again, we want to thank the fans and the listeners for supporting this show we have been in the top 50 at the iTunes charts. It's, <laughs> we've had over 50,000 downloads. It's just been amazing. And we really want to thank you for listening and staying tuned each week for these new fascinating episodes on Batman and his history. Uh, London, what about next week? Is there anything you have planned at this point or are you still working on it? I was thinking for next week, since it is Robin's 75th anniversary this year and I haven't really dived in, I thought I would talk about the different characters that have taken up the Robin mantle and a little bit about his history. Mm, Very cool. Well, I think (laughs) it's appropriate for the anniversary, especially when last week you talked about all the new Robin series. Yes comics that are coming out in the upcoming year so i think this is a good primer to get people ready for Definitely. that it'll prepare you for the new publications that are coming out this fall that's awesome so let's look forward to that we'd like to thank our sponsor comicsfix.com it's a digital comic book platform where you can read comics for a monthly fee unlimited comics sort of like the netflix of the digital platform also like to thank Meltdown Comics and Collectibles, 7522 Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood, California, right in the heart of it all. 
This show has been produced by myself and our main man, producer, and engineer, Mason Booker, who joined us today for his takes on Batman's love interest, London. (laughs) Thank you once again, and we will see you next week.